Welcome to Here's a Solution, the podcast where talking about work doesn't have to feel like it. Presented by Emily Shandruck Solutions with your host, Emily Shandruck and Chelsea Lockstead. Now, are you ready to get real about the everyday workplace? Hey, everybody. Um, I know that typically you're used to hearing more than one voice. And if you do follow along on any of our socials, you will have an understanding about why maybe you're only hearing my voice. For those of you that might be a little behind or maybe not quite following us on socials yet, Chelsea suffered a, an incredible loss in her life. Her, her boyfriend of several years more I think it was around six could have been a bit more was tragically killed in a plane crash here in northern Ontario and understandably she is taking some time off and I I don't necessarily want to stop the podcast but it also feels very like almost inauthentic to keep going without her, given that this was her, I don't like to say this was her idea, but it it really was. I, I had asked Chelsea, I really wanted help getting the word out. I wanted people to understand exactly what employee relations meant to me, what I wanted people to know that they could come to, you know, Emily Shandrick solutions for, like what type of solutions we were looking to help people with. And, and, you know, Chelsea really said to me, you know, I can't do that in a 1080 by 1080 Instagram post. I, you know, I want you to do this differently. And so uh, it was her idea for the podcast. And if you, if you listen to the last episode, which was a wonderful conversation that I had with Diane Gagnon uh, of Diane Gagnon Dynamics and just around life uh, and work and how, you know, once upon a time, I think people really pushed them to be separate entities and th- they can't, you know, they, they're, they're mushy, they, they're in each other's lives and it's really, really hard to separate and I think it's unfair to ask people to separate. And so as I have been trying to, you know, still go forward with my work and the things that we do, it's been hard because I'm constantly thinking about Chelsea and, you know, I miss her and, you know, I really wish, I really wish she'd never had to experience this. So what this really makes me think about is, so I teach a course at the university here in Thunder Bay and it's about workplace conflict and and we bring in some things about negotiation but it's all around you know how do you navigate what especially you know for some of the students who haven't really ever entered the next phase like where they're not just a student you know with maybe a part-time job but you know they're actually working at a full-time job maybe it's something that's like it's something that's going to be their career you know we really talk about what's that like when you have to look at things. And one of the things that Chelsea and I had talked about doing with this podcast was actually starting kind of like a mini book club and have the books and the content really be focused around employee relations and have this be a part of a future Patreon site so that we could offer some very specific content to those that wanted to support us in a different way. With everything going on in our lives and me thinking about you know teaching again this spring, it made me think back to like my main book. It's a book by Gary Furlong and it's called The Conflict Resolution Toolbox. 
Gary actually, when I was doing my, my master's degree out West in Victoria actually came and spoke to my class and did some, some work with us. And I found it fascinating how he took, um, I think it's eight or so different conflict management styles, theories, things like that. And put his own twist on them. And I think that's what we do all the time. That's what I do, right? So when I'm developing my top 10 tips for having difficult conversations, you know, I'm I'm taking and I'm absorbing things that Gary has done, things of, that other people have done that I've read and I've I've made them make sense for for me, for how I like to share information and and a lot of times specifically for the clients that I work with. Gary brings up some really important points very, very early on in the book. Um, and it's that while we're all faced with conflict situations, you know, basically daily, most people report very little confidence in addressing and handling conflict, avoiding conflict, as I think I've said before in this podcast. And if I haven't yet, then you'll hear it many times before. But avoiding conflict is and of itself a way to deal with conflict. You're not managing or resolving it. You're most likely just delaying it, but it is a way to deal. But Furlong really talks about this two-step process to effectively manage conflict. He says it really starts with assessing the conflict you're facing and then sort of what action or inaction you decide to take to address it. More specifically, you know, whenever we're faced with a dispute, you know, sort of the first thing we try to do is make sense of it. You know, we try to look at you know, our past experiences, you know, sometimes maybe we, you know, the old adage, we phone a friend, we text a friend, we, we Google something, you know, we, we really try to assess the conflict. And then that second step is sort of to take action. So what actions are taking place? You know, uh, an example I talk about in, in my courses, you know, and, and actually maybe it relates back to that, our, one of our first episodes when we talked about quiet quitting, you know, maybe somebody gets, passed up for a promotion. So they start coming in to work late because they, they don't feel valued. Right. And, and so to move past action and reaction and to become what Furlong calls a practiced practitioner, you have to become skilled at creatively and insightfully diagnosing what is causing the conflict and effectively and skillfully taking action to resolve the conflict. And in a quote here from Furlong is that a practice profession is a profession aimed at helping individual people solve specific functional problems. So one thing that I'm really thinking about is all the elements that make up, you know, a person, a workplace. And, and again, I understand that visual aids in podcasts aren't great, <laughs> But I'm going to post a picture of it and I'll, I'll link some stuff to it in the show notes so that if you're interested in learning more about this, you, you can refer back to it. So the first model that I talk a lot about in my course and, and the first model that Furlong actually talks about in his book, which is, I think, my favorite because it is such a great diagnostic tool. It's called the Circle of Conflict, and it's a model that was actually originally developed by uh, a guy called Christopher Moore at CDR Associates of Boulder, Colorado. And so what the Circle of Conflict is, and, and I really love relating things back to food, but if you think about a big giant pie, and then you cut the pie into five categories, and let's label those five pieces of pie or the five categories, values, relationships, moods slash external, data, and structure. 
And what I want you to think about is the top of the pie are more of the like feeling things. So at the top of the pie, you're going to see values, relationships, mood slash external. And at the bottom of the pie, you're going to have data and structure. And so the model really offers really concrete suggestions for working with each of these pieces of pie. And Furlong refers to them as drivers. So like drivers of conflict. We think about, I I often talk to my class about the top of the circle and the bottom of the circle. And in this case, we'll talk about the top of the pie and the bottom of the pie. So at the top of the pie, you have what I remember, like I call those like feeling things. So you have things like relationships. So when we talk about in this context of relationships, we're not talking about current relationships. A lot of times you're talking about specific negative experiences that have happened in the past you know, think about stereotypes, maybe poor communication, negative behavior patterns. An example that they they give in the book is that maybe you had a bad experience with a specific bank, financial institution. You know, you, you noticed charges on your credit card that you didn't recognize and you immediately turn and you blame your, your bank. Even before finding out that the bank maybe had nothing to do with it, you know, and then when someone asks you, you know, oh, what do you think about, you know, ABC Bank? And you're like, oh, they're the worst, you know, this and this and this happened, even though, you know, you maybe you didn't look into it. Maybe you forgot that you had done some late night shopping or something like that. But the relationships piece is all about like your past experiences. The second sort of piece of pie there is the values. And that really relates back to your belief systems, like what you consider as right and wrong, good and evil, you know, just, unjust, and conflicts that are really value-based. And and this is where, you know, a lot of times you might see various conflicts happening, you know, within work, even friend groups. You know, it's things like, think about religion. Think about, you know, those hot topic kind of areas like politics, right? COVID, the pandemic. I mean, how many different interpretations of whatever our health unit was saying did people take and how many arguments and things did that cause, right? So think of those things, like where are your values? Like, in, and a lot of times our values are very, very deep rooted. Sometimes they, you know, we're born into certain values or we create our own values, but it's those types of things. Then there's the, this third piece of pie at the top and it's all about external and moods. And those I relate back to sort of those external factors that might have nothing to do with a a situation, might have absolutely nothing to do with the conflict that might be somebody's facing at work or, or, you know, in your life. I, I often, you know, try to relate this to like the bad hair day. You know, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, maybe your alarm didn't go off or you slept through your alarm and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God. And you, you knew you had a big meeting. So like, you got to shower, you got to do your hair, you got to make sure you're wearing the right outfit. And then you're like, tearing, you know, you're driving really fast to work and you get pulled over. Maybe you got, you know, a speeding ticket. So you show up at work even more late and you kind of get to work and it's just like, you're in such a bad mood and like anything anybody says to you, you're going to snap at them, right? Again, it might have nothing to do with the people you work with, but it's everything to do with what happened before you got there. So that's that part. And then think about the Actually, before we get to the bottom of the circle, I really want to talk about the top. So, you know, when it comes to things like your past experiences, those types of relationships, your values, the external, the moods, these are all the things that I'm saying workplaces are telling you to leave at home. And, I, you know, I, I've really honestly been thinking about this as I've been navigating, you know, what this looks like for Emily Shandrick Solutions with me, with Chelsea, you know, all of this stuff. <laughs> 
all of this I'm sure is affecting so many people. And I'm thinking about the way it's affecting Chelsea. And I'm, I'm really thinking about, honestly, thinking back to my relationships and past experiences and being like, when I have faced certain challenges, how have I been treated in the workplace? How have I wanted to be treated in the workplace? Like, where's that gap, right? Where is the gap between how I have been treated and how I wanted to be treated? And how can I take that and honestly give it to Chelsea or give it to any other employees or people I work with? How do we make that happen? So it's about like, what has happened? What could happen? It's about taking all of that. And I've been like, okay, how do I want this to look for her? And honestly, it's based on a lot of those, those past experiences. And, and so what I say when I'm talking to people with the circle of conflict, especially students, I'm like, you can't really control the top half of the circle. Okay. You can't control what people's past experiences are. You can't control what their values and their belief systems are. And you certainly can't control what happened to them on the way to work. But what you can do is take that into consideration when you're dealing with a conflict situation. And then you could say, okay, so maybe I need to listen to somebody. Maybe I need to offer them, you know, say to the person who came in late, you know what? No stress. Let's bump our meeting back a little bit. Take some time, grab a coffee, call a lawyer to dispute that, that speeding ticket. How can you give them that, that space? How do you make sure that they still feel valued? And I keep coming back to that last conversation we had with Deanne about what would make you absolutely stay at this job versus what would make them walk out the door. The reason why I really like the circle of conflict model is that it really allows you to sort of like break things down, like make a list, like categorize things and then sort of look at this and sort of say, okay, are, are the majority of issues that I'm facing with this staff person or employee or who, like it could even be your boss. It, are, are the things that I'm dealing with today or have been dealing with for a little while, are they what I'm going to call top of the circle things? Are, are they related to things that aren't necessarily a part of their job? And then not to say that that shouldn't be included in the workplace, but but how do you account for it? How do you offer them those extra resources or ways in which you can connect with them? And then the bottom half of the, of the circle that we look at is two things. So there's data and there's structure. So data relates to a lack of information, maybe misinformation, maybe too much information. Maybe there's data collection issues. While many people might believe, you know, like the facts speak for themselves, in reality, facts and information need to be interpreted. And interpretation often leads to maybe sometimes different views of the same information. At the same time, there's structure. So maybe there's limited resources, things like limited time, limited money. Maybe there's authority issues. Maybe you don't know who you're supposed to be reporting to. Maybe the you know your organization chart isn't clear. Maybe there's some some organizational structure issues. Maybe there's been a whole new um, revamp and and cha- different you know people who should be reporting to whom and maybe that hasn't really been clearly communicated. Maybe that change management has not been handled well. So when you think about the top half of the circle and the bottom half of the circle, the bottom half is where you can make change. The bottom half is where you can go. Okay, look. You seem really frustrated about, you know, this upcoming presentation, taking away the fact that, okay, your alarm didn't go off. What is it about the presentation that is frustrating to you? And if someone says, I actually don't know at all what we're presenting on, boom, 
data problem, lack of information, easy to fix. Okay, I won't say easy to fix, easier to fix. Help them understand what the presentation's on. Give them a better access to information. Your conflict will slowly start to resolve itself. The, the real guiding principle for the practitioner is to really help, I'll say in quotes here, the party stay focused on the bottom half of the, the circle, the bottom half of the pie, as this is effective in moving them towards a resolution rather than an escalation. It's hard to solve a value or an ethics conflict or to deal with someone's bad mood because you don't want to have to deal with it. You want to maybe give them space, you know, explain to them, you know, if, if it's something to do with the values and if they go against maybe your company's, you know, code of conduct, like that's, a, that's something, again, relating back to data. How can you help solve this problem? You know, and since most conflicts really do contain a number of drivers, like several elements, if you focus on areas that are tangible and that have actual methods of resolution, such as misinterpreted data, you know, you're going to reach a resolution quicker. Again, a lot of things have been going on have really made me think about the circle of conflict. And while I can be there for Chelsea, while I can offer her certain resources and, and supports, I, I can't, I can't control how she's going to wake up and feel. I just need to make sure that I am giving her, um, the time to heal and, and figuring out exactly what, what we can do together to, to keep her engaged and, and, and a part of the company. And, and that's really important to me. But what I can control is, is like the bottom half of the circle. So especially when it comes to things like structure. So remember that that's all about limited resources, time, money, things like that. Well, I now have a lot less time <laughs> because I'm, you know, I'd really built up my business with Chelsea and, and, and so now I'm having to take on a lot of things that had kind of been on her plate. And so what I'm doing is, you know, where can I offload things? Where can I bring in other people? Cause I'm looking at that structure. I'm not getting looped into the top half of the circle. I'm, you know, acknowledging it. I'm giving its time and its place, but I'm saying, okay, I got to figure this out. And so that's what I'm doing. And so a part of that is that there might not be some podcasts for a little bit and we're going to figure it out. And I'm going to see if there's other guests I can bring in. But while, especially while Chelsea and I were getting into a really busy season, bananas busy, um, kind of between now and the end of July, we're going to need to give some more space around podcasts. So I don't want you to forget what my voice sounds like, but I, I want, I hope everybody understands and just knows that we're available and, and looking to support in many other ways. And if you have gone to emilyshandricksolutions.com recently, you'll notice that we got a bit of a facelift. Um, lots of, of, of new things happening on the website. And I've even created a couple resources. So like I was kind of saying before, there's we've developed a whole new resources section on our website. And, and one of them in particular is top 10 tips for dealing with difficult conversations. I even have an employee relations tips 
document that I'd love to share with everybody. And so, you know, go to the website, um, check it out. And, and I have a lot of other things on there and I, it's kind of funny. I have just like Julie Andrews, here's a few of my favorite things. And there's some amazing books. I've got some really great YouTube videos on there. Um, one of my absolute favorite people in the world of conflict management, Kwame Christian, he is phenomenal. I will link to him in the show notes as well. Follow him on Instagram. He apparently has some really cool new things happening and I am super excited to see what that's all about. And yeah, so this is a a short and sweet podcast, but I just want to let everybody know that we're thinking about you and again, sending all the good vibes out there to our Chelsea. And I know Chelsea and I usually do a whole, like, what are you doing for uh, yourself lately? And lately I am just trying to give myself more grace around deadlines because yeah, I'm going to need it lately. Anyways, Thank you, everybody. Um, Even if it's really just my mom listening, I appreciate it. And um, we hope that you hear from both of us very soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Here's a Solution, presented by Emily Shandruck Solutions. This podcast is hosted by Emily Shandruck and Chelsea Lockstead. Editing and sound engineering by Nick Donati. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and wherever you love to listen. And if you would like, you can follow us on Facebook at Emily Shandrick Solutions, on Instagram at Solution Boss. And if you have a question or a situation you'd like us to discuss on the show, send us a DM or email us at podcast at emilyshandrucksolutions.com. Shandrick is S-H-A-N-D-R-U-K. For more information, visit emilyshandrucksolutions.com.